Hello and welcome to Overcome Adversity, one of the habits available on Flex and one we can all benefit from developing if we want to create a turning point for our well-being. So, what do we mean by adversity? Well, first of all, it's something that we have all faced or will face at some point or many points in our life. We might face it every day. We sometimes notice adversity because it makes us feel frustrated, afraid, annoyed, sad, angry, upset, or we find ourselves blaming others. To my way of thinking, adversity can lead to pain or suffering, but it can also lead to something different and positive. Sometimes there is no choice. With a loss of a loved one, for example, there is very little you can do. Suffering is an inevitable consequence, but even that will change in intensity over time. Adversity is a big subject and not everyone's on the same page. In my attempt to understand it all, I've ended up observing four response categories. I see we can avoid adversity. We can remain still and just feel what adversity is like. We can be a bit more proactive and flirt with adversity. Or we can commit and explore adversity. There really is no right or wrong way to behave It depends entirely on the person and the circumstances. What's important is knowing we have these different responses available to us. They are in our behavioural repertoire. I'm going to explain a bit more about avoid, feel, flirt and explore. And for each response, I'll suggest a few experiments that can help us build that behavioural repertoire. So avoiding adversity is a fairly obvious and a quick way to overcome it. And for some people, it's the only response the only response that makes sense. If adversity was a car coming towards you, avoiding it would be a sensible choice. But what about the more usual daily challenges? Is a conversation with a stranger adversity or an opportunity? A heartfelt conversation with your boss or partner, adversity or opportunity? To be avoided or not? If you think you're overusing the avoid adversity response, you might want to consider experimenting with the other ways in which you can overcome adversity. If you fancy experimenting with some different ways to avoid adversity, one option is to take the judo approach. Judo means the gentle way, to not resist, to roll with the punches, to go with the flow a bit more. This could mean swapping talking for listening. When you feel you're under threat, do what you can to extract yourself from the situation. Imagine you personally are not there. Ask questions. Do what you can to understand things from the other person's perspective. Or it could mean focusing on your breath. Fill your lungs with long, slow inhalations. Make a sound as you exhale. Try it now or whenever you get that anxious feeling. Notice the effect it has. Or it could mean letting go. You're on an empty train in an unfamiliar city. The train has just stopped and divided into two. You have no idea whether the section you're on goes where you want or not. There's nothing you can do. What happens if you just wait and see? Treat it as a mini adventure, a story to be told, an experience to be remembered. Okay, so let's move on to feel adversity. It's not a good idea to feel too much if a car is hurtling towards you. Best you jump out of the way without hesitation. 
But what we more often define as adversity in our day-to-day life is rarely life-threatening. The idea behind feeling adversity as a potential response is that it buys us a little time to work out what on earth is going on. Noticing what we feel is a hugely important first step in changing how we respond to adversity. But as Amber Adrian says, sometimes the last thing we want to do is feel our feelings. Feeling can make you think that this whole being human racket is not the best way to spend your time. That feeling we have when we face adversity will be felt in different parts of the body by different people. I used to feel it in my throat. I now feel it much more in my stomach. You may well feel it somewhere else. And the reality is I say it's adversity I feel, but I could just as easily describe it as stress or tension or conflict or something else. Our experience of these things is difficult to compare because we use different language. The other thing is, sometimes it's clearly discomfort I feel, but I've started to notice that it's a similar feeling when things are looking good. Maybe it's a feeling of anticipation, which can sometimes end well and sometimes not. Whatever it is that's going on, I'm paying attention to the feeling and I'm trying not to automatically dismiss it as a negative feeling. When I feel adversity, just feeling it is an interesting experience. If nothing else, it provides us with a moment or two to work out whether what I'm facing is a lion or a pussycat. Adversity is not always what it seems. Oh yeah, one other thing. It seems to help when we stop treating feelings as facts. They are signals. My body is telling me something. Best pay attention. So, a few ideas of ways to start feeling into adversity. Start naming the feelings. Start by naming that adversity is coming feeling and notice it. Don't be afraid to rename it if you decide that one feeling is actually two distinct feelings. If you're using the Flex Journal, maybe it's a good time to make a few notes. You could have a little play with your personality. Give a name to the side of you that makes things happen and give a name to the side of you that holds things back. Notice when they make an appearance. You could identify a fear you have and take the logical approach. Realistically, what's the worst thing that could happen if your fear came true? What would you do in that scenario? Understanding how you would deal with the consequences can often change how you feel about it. You could Notice the next time you properly laugh. Do what you can to remember what that feeling's like. Okay, let's move on to flirting with adversity. This is a step beyond feeling. It's when we start to generate different perspectives on our adversity. We play with the idea that there is a very real alternative to avoiding what we personally describe as adversity. When we move backwards and forwards in a sort of dance. We entertain the idea that the stranger that's trying to engage with us might not be a threat. In fact, they might be entertaining or interesting. We start to wonder whether that conversation our boss or partner has suggested might be an opportunity to talk about X, Y, or Z. Flirting is a way of demonstrating to yourself that you're open to other perspectives. It's about staying engaged. It's a way to gather more information. 
to understand whether this is genuine adversity or something else. A couple of ideas for flirting with adversity are when you next experience adversity, describe how it feels to somebody else, either to the protagonist or a friend. You could identify a current fear you have and share it with someone you trust. Be open. Share how it makes you feel and ask for advice on how to overcome your fear. Don't predict what the response will be. You could ask yourself two questions. One, can I flip this? Meaning, can you flip adversity into opportunity? And two, what first step can I take towards making this happen? The fourth response to adversity I'd encourage you to consider is to explore it. This is the fight or meeting adversity head-on response. It's a very useful response. I reason that adversity is very often not what it seems. I reason that new situations plus fear often causes adversity. A friend of mine who's a talented cricketer was asked how he managed to score so many runs. Was it because he knew exactly where all the fielders were? He suggested it was more to do with aiming for the gaps. The trick is to focus on what you want, not what you want to avoid, because when you focus on what you're looking to avoid, that's where you're heading. Pick your spot, aim for it, and stay focused on it. Keep doing this, and you'll end up close enough. Exploring adversity is not a straightforward thing to do. Our reptile brain has a habit of screaming at us to run like hell when faced with uncertainty, because our reptile brain always imagines the worst. It sees life-threatening danger wherever we go. Over the last few million years, it served us pretty well. We survived for starters, but fight or avoid is very frequently a missed opportunity to learn and grow. Fear is like an anchor dragging along the seabed. Exploring whilst dragging fear is a very slow process. It's so much more fun when we explore without fear. If your natural disposition is to avoid what you see as adversity, then diving in to explore might be quite tricky. You may be better served by feeling adversity or flirting with adversity, at least to start with. If you've got the hang of feeling adversity and flirting with adversity, you might want to get stuck into some exploring. Or you might think, sod it, in for a penny, in for a pound, let's dive straight in. Either way, here are a couple of ideas of things you can do. Firstly, talk to a professional. Discuss how your adversity could become an opportunity. You could think of a person you regret losing touch with. Maybe now is a good time to reconnect. Call or message them now. You could think of three things that make you feel more hopeful. It could be a relationship, a project or a plan for the future. Then do one thing to reconnect with whatever it is that makes you feel most hopeful. Send a message, ask for help or add some detail to your plan. One final thought on exploring adversity. If you're the sort of person who already has the habit of confronting adversity, if your go-to response is to stand there unwilling to move, always ready to fight, you too might want to consider playing with an alternative response. For those of us who rarely avoid adversity, a little sidestep can be a delightful substitute. So, a recap. Overcoming adversity is a very big subject. 
in terms of ways to respond to adversity. At one end of the spectrum, we've got flight, run like hell and avoid. And at the other end of the spectrum, we have fight, take the challenge on and explore. And in the middle are the responses, feel adversity and flirt with adversity. The feel adversity option is all about accepting things as they are and paying attention to the mental and physical sensations, really becoming aware of how intense the feeling is, where it is, and even giving it a name. And flirting with adversity is thinking differently about the situation. It's about collecting different perspectives. It's playing with doubt and possibility that there are different ways to respond. Overcoming adversity for many of us is a lifelong pursuit, but I am a very strong believer in taking small steps to build our behavioural repertoire, providing ourselves with a range of responses to adversity. Adversity will always beat a path to our door. It's like the weather. You can't stop it, but there are different ways to respond to it. Experimenting with different ways and finding those that work for you is the key to overcoming adversity. My advice is to always reduce the risk by taking small steps. And it's worth remembering that navigating it all is a process of trial and error. Our message is keep going even when you fall over. The more you experiment with different responses, avoid, feel, flirt and explore, the easier you'll find them next time you need them. But expect when you slip to feel like you're back at the beginning. You're not. You've started to carve out a new neural pathway or two and you'll get back into the swing of experimenting pretty quickly. Small steps, small steps, small steps. If you've already downloaded Flex, you'll have access to a range of goals, which each focus on a range of very specific habits. You decide which habits you want to build, and Flex will suggest a range of small steps for you to experiment with. Each step is a way for you to explore different ways of behaving. You'll be able to convert these small steps from one-off experiments into something you repeat on a regular basis. We call them routines. You'll also be able to track your well-being and sign up to other related goals such as stress less, feel healthier, be more resilient, be happier and many more. All Flex goals are designed to boost your well-being. If you've not yet downloaded Flex, see how far you can get with creating your own small steps using the ideas described in this episode and join us on Flex if you need some extra help. Good luck.